So, Jacob, what you're playing a video game on your phone right now. What are you playing? Oh, I'm just on Instagram. Social media, just watching videos. Is it a video game that you're watching? Uh, no, this guy is a karate guy. Showed you what to do, like, whenever someone gets in your face in the street. So, what do you, what do, you do when somebody gets in your face? So, break this. the wrist. Break the elbow. Break the jaw. Smash the groin. Break the nose. Break the knee. Break the ribs. Restomp the groin. Drop knee drop pelvis. Restomp the groin. And exit out. So you don't exit until you've hit the groin three times. Yes. <laughs> Alright, got it. Hey gang, it's Harold, and here's a special podcast. Last week, I went to Texas to visit my family there and celebrate my brother Jeff's 50th birthday. I don't get to see Jeff and his family as often as I'd like to now that we're in California. He has a couple of role model kids that are in middle school. I've dedicated a significant portion of our time together to turn them into gamers, and as a result, they're board gamers and Dungeons and Dragons players. Recently, they've developed a love for the card game Magic the Gathering. Many of the adult gamers I play with have played Magic the Gathering. For whatever reason, I never got involved. My nephews have started a process of indoctrinating me to Magic. The day after my brother's birthday, he decided that we'd rally some middle school Magic players in Lufkin, Texas, a small town in East Texas, and have a draft, followed by three rounds of competitive play. This podcast covers our trip to Gamers Hollow, a game store in Nacogdoches, Texas. My time spent with the Junior Magic Sharks, and a few lessons this old gamer learned along the way. In this first segment, Jeff and I jump into two cars and go about rallying the middle schoolers, while I try to pick up a few pointers and avoid getting lost. But I may intercept you somewhere in town. Very good. All right. See, see you guys in a second. All right. Everybody good? Let's roll. Ugh. All right, guys. Where are we going? We're going to pick up Kamari and Justice. Bustus. Kamari and Bustus. Right. And uh, then... And we're going to go to, uh, where are we going? What's the final destination? Uh, Gamers Hollow. Gamers Hollow. And what are we going to do at Gamers Hollow? Well, we're going to have a Magic... Magic. We're going to have a Magic the Gathering draft. A draft. Now, what is a draft? Uh, just I where... I we should explain it when we get there. Well, I think you should explain it now, because I'd like to hear about it. Alrighty. So, what we're doing is we're just going to take... We're all going to get uh, three packs... We just pick cards from it and try to make the best deck we can. So you open your pack, and you pick one, and so you pass it to the right. And then once the table master says pass, you pick up the pack that's from your left, or like the deck that's from your left, and you pick a card from there, and you, and you just keep doing that, and try to make the best deck that you can. I pick something out of the deck that I have. Right. What do I pick? How do I decide what to pick? 
Um, it's just your choice. <clears throat> it's my choice, but what should my choice be? Well, before you, in your first pack, you're going to have, of course, there's like the best card at the back of the pack. And if you see that, if you don't like it, you don't have to choose it. Most of the time, you How just... How do I know it's the best card, Chip? Um, it has like a rating on it. Down There's a symbol, and usually it'll be either bronze or gold. That's how you know it's good. So, usually you want to just base your your deck off of the first good card you draw. Right. Or several cards you draw out of your first pack. Excellent. So, we're on our way. Now, we're going to pick up a couple more gentlemen. Right? And Chip, your dad, my brother Jeff, is in another car behind us. And he's got your brother, Blake. And he's got uh, JB, right? And they're going to join us, and they're going to pick up somebody else, too. So who are we going to pick up? We're picking up Kamari, his younger brother, Justice. Okay, Kamari and Justice. But we all call him Bustus. Why do we call him Bustus? It's just like his nickname. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I've heard that he's uh, that Kamari and Justice are Bustus, I guess, as I'm learning here. Those are pretty funny guys. Yeah, Kamari's very charismatic. Buses, he's just an interesting dude. Right. Uh, fun to be around. Love it. They're going to be good, and now with Jacob knowing how to fight somebody and how to break. What is it again, Jacob? What do you break in what order? Oh, uh, find Yeah, it. find it again, because okay. I kind of... Break the finger. Finger. Break the wrist. Wrist. Elbow. Jaw. Smash the groin. Break the nose. Break the knee. Break the ribs, restomp the groin, knee drop the pelvis, kick the head, stomp the head, stomp back of the neck, restomp groin, and exit out. Got it. So you don't exit till you've done all that. Mm -hmm. Alright, and then at that point it's time to exit. Yep. Doesn't sound like much of a pacifist video you're watching there, sounds kind of an aggressive. Oh yeah. What if at some point you decide that the guy really didn't mean to be be a threat and he's on your side. Well, I guess you feel bad. Restomp the groin. <laughs> then you just exit. Right? You just exit early if he's friendly. Cure light wounds. So where are we going? Do you know exactly where we're going, sir? Yes. Um, I think we're just going to go straight here. Okay. And what percentage likelihood uh, would you attribute to your ability to find this guy's house? So is that 95 or 75 or 55? It's the one by the middle school, I'm isn't it? I'm looking about 67. 67%, which is just slightly more than two-thirds. So if we made this trip three times, we'd find him twice. I like our odds. Yeah, I do too. I'm betting on us. Mainly because I'm completely lost. Just it keep going straight. That's cool, yeah. So it used to be a Kmart over here, and it's closed... But Red Lobster's here, and it's still open. That's an injustice, isn't it? Mm, I think so. It tells you something's wrong. Red Lobster hurts my body. Yeah, and the blue light special didn't hurt anybody. You know what I mean? I used to go there with my mom when I was little, and that blue light special come on, man. That was like something excellent was going on. Yeah, and then here's Jacob's dad's dealership right here. 
Oh, this uh, Cadillac dealer? Cadillac Chevrolet, yes, sir. Very nice. Does Cadillac make a pickup truck? I'd like to have one of those. Uh, I don't believe so. They make that big uh, SUV, though, huh? Escalade. Is this also part of it over here, the raceway? Uh, no, sir. They used to own it for like parts and Place service. Park and yeah. But then this raceway guy bought it. So this says sell us your car truck today. That doesn't make any sense to me. I oh, know it should say car slash truck. Or truck. Yes. What is a car truck? That's the thing about that raceway guy, it doesn't make any sense. We're passing the old location in Gamers Hollow, or one of the past locations. Oh, is that right? Yes, the JRM Title One. was a Lufkin location. Where is it, up here? No, it was back oh, there. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. And then, so that used to be, that was the first Gamers Hollow. Right. And they opened it up, and then they sold it to another owner who moved it to a different place. Which probably means they sold their inventory, right? Because that's the game store is pretty much your inventory of cards nowadays, I guess. Yeah, they bought they bought out their inventory, moved it. It's a lot nicer now. Nicer a space, bit, a little bit farther away. It's worth the drive. Though. Now, is it in the town of Nacogdoches? Yes, it's actually one of the first uh, settlements in Texas. Nacogdoches. It's the, either the first or second. It's the oldest town in Texas. Right. Interesting. There's also a college, a big university in uh, Nacogdoches. SFA, yes, sir. SFA stands for? Stephen Stephen F. F. Austin University. There we go. Yeah, so you're going to keep going? You're going to... So you want me to keep going? Uh, I think we're going straight. I think we're good. I think it's right on the next one. Yeah, there should be a... There should be a Brookshire's up here. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah we're going the right yeah. way. There it is. It's a right up here. And Brookshire Brothers is the big grocery store chain, right? Yeah, it's like the nice grocery store. The nice one. And then uh, there was all. there's also a Brookshire's. Now, is that a different place? Oh, no. That's just what we call it in East Texas. All right, so you slow down here. I'm slowing. Can we turn right here? Not quite. We're almost there. It's up here. Turn Take this, this exit right here. Got it. And there's a street right, see Brookshire Brothers right there? There's right. a little street right there. So internal left. To the left of it? In right. Straight into the parking lot. Yeah, you can just pull straight right here if that's legal. See, I thought that the Brookshire Brothers had some sort of fight. Not where they kicked your groin and stuff, but just like a disagreement. And then they opened, so one of the brothers opened another one. Which way do we go? Uh, take a right. And they had a disagreement, and so the other one just opened a new store and he call it Brookshire's. Is that not true? I'm not sure, but our, our English teacher named Miss Tut. Yep. She she's a she's related to one of the Brookshire brothers. But her name's Tut. His grandfather. Yeah, her name's Tut. You want me to just pull over right here? I can just, I'll go grab her. Hang on, hang on, let me pull around and I'll I'll you turn back. Let's see if there's any skunk. There's other skunks. Oh, yeah, skunks. We saw some skunks last time. We don't want a skunk sighting. No. Or smelling. Oh, there's a boat. That's what we want. A little houseboat action. Oh, there they are. 
always has his headphones. How you doing? I'm I'm Jeff's brother Harold. Uh, Harold, what's happening, guy? D, nice to meet How you. How you doing, man. D? Good to meet you. Well. Tell Jeff, I tell your dad I couldn't come. Tisha's uh, gone to Houston to see Beyonce. Yeah. And I'm stuck here with the girls. I see. Hold on. When you get the feathery bangs, yeah, I, right I, I need to cut it. Sorry. <laughs> 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 you look like a boy band member. You and Justin Bieber. You guys got it? Who that back there? Weeby. Yeah. What's up, big dog? Hang on, no, let me move. I want you to fix it. Go ahead and fix it. There you go. Jeff sent you over here to do all the dead. Well, he got another car load, man. Oh, do we? Yeah, yeah we got. Get what are we going to have? One, two, three, four, five of yeah, us, and he's going to have five or six in I his car. I see that you are Jeff's brother. How's that? That means he's gonna look like a Oh yeah, he's gonna look just like he's gonna look just like it's coming. Yeah man, well, hey, Mari Justin, y'all behave, bro, all right? Alright man, I guess I'll see you guys later, man. Yeah, good meeting you. Nice to meet you too, man. Nice yeah, to meet you. Absolutely. Take right, care. Bye bye. Tonight? Nah, he had to go like four o'clock. He had to go do something. Alright, Kamari, this is my uncle Harold. Mm -hmm. Hey guys. Have you met him before? I don't think so. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good, man. If we can get to Gamers Hollow, I'm skeptical that we know how to get to Gamers Hollow. Right. You know, you know the, the loop. I have no idea what the loop is. Neither do I. That's why I asked you. <laughs> but y'all, y'all know. I, I'm pretty sure you can get us there. Just get your. Go ahead, take a, take a. We just need to get. Oh, do we? Uh, kill. Do we take a left here at all, or do we take a right and go back? So we made it to Gamers Hollow. And now we pull the group together, as well as a couple of stragglers from the store, to set up the draft and the competitive play afterwards. Who has never drafted? My brother. You've never drafted, Jacob? Come switch seats with this young man because he's never drafted, he's never drafted, and he's never drafted. Scoot down where Jacob is, sir. Oh, wait, I wanted to sit by these five guys. You're not going. He's just going to scoot down one chair, honey. Okay. Good. So that Therefore, he can, you can he understand can, how to draft. Right. Jacob, switch with So him. you switch with this young man. Oh. No, not you. Him. Just move down one. He does not draft either. He hasn't played either. I know. I want you to sit between them because he's never drafted. What do you have to say to the podcast? I think I'm going to win the draft. What? You're going to win off a tying, like, man. Well, no, <laughs> don't want to hear it. Win. <laughs> I, I just, I see the future. You can feel it. No, I, I'm going to win off a tie. All right, guys. Jacob is going to be your table leader. Just listen to what he has to say. And go ahead and get started. And I'll get your DCI numbers and get you put into the system. And we'll get the, the system going. Do we have going. to have a DCI number? Yes, you do. Yes. They're free. Mine's three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they give you. <laughs> You don't think it is? My, my brother needs one too. Yeah, we'll get it. Well, whoever we don't have, we will get your DCIs. Okay. That's no problem. They're free. It's just a way that Wizards of the Coast keeps track of it. I got problems with the FBI, so with the ones I don't want. No, this is only Wizards of the Coast. Okay. Right. I think they might be tied in. No, they are not. Stop the same it. thing, man. All, All right. right. I need anyway. you to pick one of these. This one. All right, bet. That's going to be second, then. Very good. So, to those who have not drafted, if you have before, just sit pretty and I'll be done as soon as possible. Um, what we're going to do, uh, we're attempting to build a deck with 45 cards. You do not have to take land from the pack. 
You will be provided lands. I'm going to say that as soon as possible, and then I'll say it at the end. Now that's just a reminder. that's mana, right? Yes. You do not take land. You should you should not take lands from the pack. You we don't we, we don't take the lands out. No, you, uh, we don't take them out. We just you, you leave yeah. them in until the end, and then you get oh, a land. I guess. Legendary foil, foil art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better take. But but yeah. <laughs> don't draft. Uh, don't pull them. Yeah, don't draft a land. Are you're you're drafting. Are we just gonna leave them? In? We're gonna leave them in. Okay. Anything with a Magic the Gathering like card back will be left in. Um, if it does not have a Magic the Gathering card back, you'll take it out before we pick our first card. So what I want you to do for our first pack, I want you to flip the pack over and look at the backs of the cards. Anything that has a, uh, that doesn't have a Magic the Gathering back, show me and I'll tell you to take it out because some of these do have flip cards and those are cards that do stay in the pack. I just need to know about them. Um, what we're doing is we're building a 45, uh, 40 card minimum deck and uh, you want to build a deck of two to three colors most of the time um, and you want to stay in those colors, you want to draft the cards that fit your deck to that, to that specification and um, my mind just totally blanked, I'm sorry. You're building uh, a 40 card deck, Yeah, you're, you're going to only choose 23 of the cards that you pick. Yes. You're not you're not going to you're not going to use all of your cards. So you're going to you're going to choose like 23 or 24 and then you're going to fill the rest with lands. And um, if you fully understand, we can get started. If you so, don't I, yeah, you have questions. I your lands. Just yeah, just so for the new people, like how many on average, how many creatures, how many spells, eight creatures, eight spells, is there a number that you're There's looking for? There's no magic number. It's Yeah, personally, I don't I don't pay attention to that, right. but you know. You're looking for a combination some, of 23. Some okay. people will tell you 13 creatures, 10 non-creatures, and then you, you don't you don't want to get bogged down on that for right. your first draft. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you're going to be in one color or two colors or three colors. Yeah, one, two, or three. Yeah. Most of the time you want to go two because building one is way too hard, and then three is just it's going to lock you out of your mana and stuff. And it's going to be really hard to play. And anyway. I, and for you guys that haven't drafted, sometimes I'll think I'm one color, a certain color or two, and then I draw a card maybe in in the second deck, and then it'll change my whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, don't be afraid be to. time after this yeah. is over to create your deck. So don't. Yes. Don't. don't yeah. Don't. Say, don't. Yeah. Don't freak out that your your deck is just going to be terrible and you're going to have a terrible time mine because will be you drafted really wrong. Bad. <laughs> yeah. No. You've got a, You've got plenty of experience. It, it won't yeah, be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's anyway, why it's amazing that he's still bad because he's got yeah. so much experience. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Kyle the judge? He's a designated judge. Judge. And since I'm playing, I can't really. Don't hesitate. Can't really answer that call. All right. And are you supposed to put your thumb really high when you? After you pick your card, we're gonna do that for the first pack, and then we'll streamline it in the second one. After the draft, I end up with a deck of about 45 cards. They tell me that my mana's blue, which is good news because that's the mana that I've added to the deck. I end up getting thrashed by my first two opponents, winning one game in five. I decide to spend the third round in an interview with owner and operator of Gamers Hollow, Melissa Rogers. I bought Gamers Hollow uh, July of 2017. 
from a very good friend of mine. Uh, she had the business open for two years, and she kind of got burned out a little bit. She had a full-time job, and um, she just she didn't want to do it anymore. And so I bought it and moved it to Nacogdoches out of Lufkin. And we, her store was about a thousand square feet. I moved it into 2,400 square feet in Nacogdoches. And July of this year, we moved it from the 2,400 square feet to 7,600 square feet. Which is where we are now. Which is where we are now. And we're going to be here for a while. So, um, <laughs> and basically what we do is everything tabletop. All card games and miniatures games, role-playing games. We have billiards and shuffleboard. Uh, no electronics. We, we really want to stay away from the electronics. And we want to get the kids to understand you don't have to be stuck to your phone or stuck to your computer to have a good time. Uh, especially with the socialization skills and conversations and how to deal with anger management when you get upset with somebody and these are all part of the game store believe right, it or not right right absolutely and and uh, you know as you mentioned just the con the conflict resolution when you and I disagree on what something means mm -hmm. that if we can learn to resolve it in over a table exactly in, in a card game they will carry that through the rest of their life absolutely absolutely so I love that aspect of this I agree with you wholeheartedly can you tell me a little bit about your business here as to what percentage I, you know I see a lot of magic mm -hmm. I, I met you through my brother and his boys who play Magic the Gathering right they've taught me a little bit I'm not very good at it don't and worry I've been playing for four time. years and I'm still no good at it <laughs> Tell me, uh, what percentage of your customers are these uh, collectible card games? Actually, a lot of them are multi-gamers. So they'll come in on Wednesday nights and they'll play Pandemic, or they'll play Ticket to Ride, or Catan. And then on Friday nights, they're in to play Magic. And then on Saturdays, they come in and play Warhammer. Uh, Mondays, they come in and play Pokemon. So a lot of these kids are multi-gamers, so I can't give you percentage. Right, and, and, and so not just multiple card games, but miniatures and board games. Exactly. And, and everything. Yeah. Do you get an, a decent number of students from Stephen F. Austin? Most definitely. Yeah. Um, we range in age anywhere from nine years old, playing Magic the Gathering, all the way up to 72, playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> So a big role-playing contingent here as well? Most definitely. Right. Uh, we had a crowd of 21 D&Ders yesterday. Oh, great. It was amazing. Great. Well, that's terrific. So you sell all of the, the books and associated? Most definitely, yeah. Support for all of that? Yep. Yeah. We have all the miniatures. We have the books for the role-playing games. We have the dice, uh, Magic the Gathering. We've got most of the expansions um, up to a certain year I mean, we don't go back any further because it right. gets real expensive right. and some most of these college kids can't afford that right. um, but you know four dollars for a booster pack and they're all about it fifteen dollars and come in and draft and get prize support and they're all about it right. so yeah it's super fun that's great I don't, I don't want to know your financial business, but I'm curious about the, what the economics are for you. What, what creates margin for you? What's the best? Uh, I mean, do you think about it that way? I really don't. Um, of course, my CPA will tell you differently, but I don't pay attention to that. Right. Um, I look more toward, okay, this week I sold a lot of magic, so I have to restock it. This week, I sold every D&D book I had in stock, so I have to restock it. Right. And it literally varies day by day. 
So, I mean, it just depends on what's going on in the community. Um, like, October 17th, we have a board game night with the Nacogdoches Library. And they're bringing in um, all of their patrons that have read a particular book that kind of coincides with the pandemic game. Now, two different authors, um, but they gave away about 600 books in the community. And they are reading the book, and then they're going to come in and play the pandemic game, which goes right into the book. So I think it's going to be super fun. Uh, We got in with the Chamber of Commerce, and they've been amazing. I love them to death. Mm -hmm. We do a bunch of the Alive After Fives, which is a program that some of the businesses will hold a gathering for the chamber members and the public. Come in, see what we're about, things like that. Um, they did a grand opening for me, and we did a ribbon cutting and a ceremony. I mean, it was yeah, super fun. Yeah. And a big change from the original store, right? Most definitely. So, so um, you said you started, the original store was a thousand square feet mm-hmm. in a small town in East Texas called Lufkin. Right. And now we're in a small town, but bigger than Lufkin still. Yeah. Right? Um, we're a little bit bigger than Lufkin in population, and it depends on the time of year. Whether the so students are here. That's right, that's right. So the students make up pretty much about 25 to 30% of Nacogdoches population during the school year. Right, interesting. You know, as, as, as I look at the store today, right, we've been here three or four hours, played some magic. Yeah. You've got a fantastic space with Thank tables you. to play games. It's it's spacious, the tables and the chairs are nice, but wood floors, I mean, it, it, you know, it's a very nice, comfortable atmosphere Thank to you. play games. So I don't see that a lot, right? But you made a decision that spending the money on that square footage was yes. worthwhile. Can you talk a little bit about your thoughts there? Well, we have gained a bigger, bigger player base. So when they were in Lufkin, they only had a few players. And the space that they had down there was more than adequate. When we moved up here, Hastings here closed a few years back. And so the kids had nothing left to do here. Okay, we had the bowling alley, if you want to be in a bar. We had pool tables, if you want to be in a bar. Um, not much else. And so when I moved it to Nacogdoches, they hoarded to me. And as the school year went along, we got more new players and more new players and more new players. And so we grew out of the 2,400 square foot space. We just didn't have enough room for everybody. Um, My capacity in that building was 63. My capacity here is 299. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. So it, we're, we're thinking about holding, uh, next year, holding a Comic-Con here. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's there's plenty of room. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got, um, you've got, you know, th- this group that we brought in today is probably, um, I don't know, we brought nine people with us. So my mm-hmm. brother and I were 50s, but the, everybody else is middle, middle schoolers, right? Right. Um, and, and they love it here. Yeah. And, they, and, and, and one of the things that they talk about is the snacks. <laughs> and you've got a great selection of cold, soft drinks. Thank you. And a few sports drinks or monster drinks that they mm-hmm. like, right? 
<laughs> they also like the microwavable pizzas. Thank you. Um, we <laughs> we used to order from Swans ever since we lived in Illinois, and I absolutely love them. Got one came down here, started the store. I'm like, you know, why am I sending them away to get food when I can just pop something in the microwave for them? And I mean, I don't make very much on it. I might have a six percent markup on the pizzas. It's really nothing. Right. But it makes them happy. Right. They can still sit and play. They get hungry. They get a pizza. They eat. Right. They're still playing. Right. So, and for a middle school boy, yeah, it's Nirvana, right? That's perfect for them. Most definitely. That's what they love. And I've got five different flavors of microwave pizzas. Right. So. <laughs> As I look around, right, one of the things that we talk about a lot in board games is that there's just not a lot of gender diversity, right? Right. So it's interesting to talk to you because here you are, a lady that owns a board games uh, store, and and I don't know that I've encountered that. Oh, there's right. not very many of us across the country. Yeah. Um, there's probably out of the I'm gonna pull numbers out of a thousand game stores, right. four are owned by women. Wow. So it's not, it's more of a male dominated, but that's kind of the statistics. Um, not a lot of females get introduced to this. Now, if you'd have been here Friday, we had just as many males as to females. Um, and it's because they're more comfortable here they know that a i'm a female and i'm not going to let anything happen to them right. i regardless it's right. just not going to happen i don't let the boys pick on them right. you know if they don't know something they can always come and ask ask one of us ask any of the staff um, and the the kids here the boys they're super friendly anyway right. and so um we've got a few that have disabilities and they're super understanding you know let me help you with that is there anything i can do to give you assistance um we're pet friendly and so seeing three dogs since i've yes. been here all very friendly and cute yes. um we just make sure that you know as long as your dog is friendly and it's current on all of its vaccinations um it's more than welcome here uh, and our players absolutely love that even if they don't play like the kids will come in and play but the parents just want to sit on the couch and pet the dogs right. i'm okay with that um because that's actually really really comforting and in the warhammer game we have a lot of military um so they're ptsds and retired and things of that nature and they know that this is a safe space they can come in they can relax they know nothing's going to happen um we haven't had one episode in the 14 15 months that we've been open and it's mainly I want to give it to the dogs, right. you know, because right. they come in, they're all stressed out over work, and they sit on the couch, and they just pet the dog. And then they get up and play for four or five hours, <laughs> and they're great. Right, right. And, and and that's the other thing I've seen, right? The dogs are here, but everybody pets the dogs. Yeah. Everybody. So, uh, so that's very cool. One last thing about magic. Mm-hmm. It seems like you get a lot of support from Wizards of the Coast. We are an Advanced Plus store, so what that means is we're the highest level that we can possibly get. Uh, that means our numbers are higher. So you start at Gateway when you first come in, 
and then you move up to core as your numbers get higher. Then you go to advanced as your numbers get higher. And then even higher, your advanced plus. And so because of the number of players that we have and the amount of support that we have, Wizards of the Coast says, okay, you're reporting this many numbers to us, you've got this many events, you're advanced plus. And so what that means is we get um, allocated more if we, like, if there's some kind of uh, restrictions. Commander Anthology, for instance, it's a limited print run. Um, so only Wizards of the Coast stores can get those. And depending on what level you are, you can only get so many. So being Advanced Plus, we get a little more perks. Right, right. And you, you register each player. Mm-hmm. Uh, each, so each player is registered that's in a tournament, an organized tournament. Um, no, even casual. Okay. Even casual. If you come in just to play casually, uh, we put your name in the computer uh, via a DCI number. Mm-hmm. That's just basically a Wizards of the Coast social security number. It's unique to you. You can take it anywhere in the world and use it right. at any game store. Um, and if you just come in casually and want to sit down and play, that's more than fine. You can rep- can you, in- can I you just report those casual games as well? Most definitely. Gotcha. Interesting. So the tournament today we played was a draft. Mm-hmm. So the, the boys that we brought in, a couple other gentlemen joined us, mm-hmm. and we each got three packs. Yep. And we went around the table and drafted out of each pack, which was a lot of fun. A very yeah. interesting way to create a balanced. Oh yeah, and, it puts everybody on the same playing field. Right. Um, the more experienced players will know what to put mechanics together, but right. basically it's the luck of the pack. Right. Um, you can get really bad cards in a pack. You can right. get really super good cards in a pack. You only get to pick one, and then you got to pass the pass rest. Pass it on to the next. Yeah, it's good fun. And I think I did okay, and I but I, and I won one game. But I see <laughs> but, that's you know, more than wonderful. It's a start. We are different uh, as far as uh, game stores that we offer billiards and shuffleboard. Um, most game stores don't do that. Right. Uh, they're they're mainly set on card games, board games, miniatures games, things like that. The reason that we brought that in is because the only place to play pool in this town is in a bar right. or in some kind of alcoholic establishment. Right. Um, I've been sober 15 years, and so I wanted to play pool, and I like going into bars. Yeah. It just smells bad, right. and the people are rude. And so right. I wanted to create a space that... Even kids could come in and not worry, I want to play pool. Um, they're not the best pool tables in the world, mm-hmm. but I'm not worried if one of them gets damaged. Yeah. You know, okay, it happens. Yeah. It, it's an accident, no big deal. Cost of doing business. Exactly. Not that big a deal exactly. Either. And we get to teach kids this is what we used to do right. when we were young. We'd go to a pool hall, we'd go to right. an arcade, and they had pool tables and shuffleboard. And, kids come in and go watch shuffleboard really let me show you and so we're expanding their horizons well uh look i it was it's been great fun visiting your store thank you and i appreciate you setting this up for my brother and my nephew and his friends we've had a great time i'm super happy store Uh, and thanks for taking the time to talk to me absolutely anytime you're welcome When round three concluded, it was up to Melissa to announce the winners. All right, guys, thank you for drafting at Jeff's birthday draft. I appreciate the support. We have your top four for your winners. In fourth place, we have Tyler Webster. 
Woo! In third place, we have Jeff Buchanan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. boy. He's got to get yes. his pack. Out of packs out. In second place, we have Jacob Weeb. Yeah, Jacob. And in first place, we have Jacob Trust. Well yeah. yeah, congratulations, guys. Woo! Thanks, everybody. You're very welcome. Thank you. The good news is the birthday boy took third place. And the Jacob that took second place was also the Jacob that outlined the karate sequence for me earlier. So that must have done him some good. The only thing that's left for us is to get these boys home and on to their homework. So, uh, gentlemen, I've got the recording for the podcast going, but I'd like a recap of the evening's events. Um, well, my deck is not very good. I won a few, but not as good as I usually do. Uh, I think I had a good deck, but my execution of it was pathetic. There were things I had that could have stopped some of the monsters that were attacking me, but I didn't use them right. Yeah. I had this one thing that would turn your monster into a 1-1 one, one blue frog yeah. for a turn. So I had what the idea was for me to wait until somebody attacks me. Then I use that instant card to turn it into a frog, and then I defend against it and kill it. Right. But I didn't figure that out until I lost like three games from hit me with big monsters so uh so it's a good experience to kind of figure out what sequence you know blake what do you think man how did, how did you do uh i didn't i i didn't get it i didn't i wasn't lucky yeah because I, I wouldn't i mean my, my draws were all over the place like mana yeah yeah i had a couple really rough draws for mana no, i mean Couldn't. especially when i was playing jacob yeah, Blake. But I, I didn't do good first game as Chip, and then I, I did really, really good against second game Chip, third game. And then played Jacob, and then I was mana flooded, and then mana four. Uh, in our first game, in my first game against Blake, Blake pulled a lot of mana, but he didn't pull any of his good cards. So I just kind of had to deflect his weak cards and then just make a move. And then in the second game, he could not pull. He couldn't pull any mana, and I'm guessing he had a really good hand. I had a really good hand, and I had three uh, mana the whole game. So that was unfortunate, but fortunate oh. for you. So that's some new terms that I hadn't learned: mana flooded and mana mana poor. Yeah. So if you get the mana you need, you're okay. But if you, you don't get it, if you don't get enough, you're mana poor. And if you get too much, you're mana flooded. Yes. If you get too much, then you don't know what to do with. Yeah, and you don't, and you get a bunch of, and you don't get very many cards that are creatures and things, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know that feeling. Been there. But sometimes that's just a draw, right? Like I had 18 mana in my deck and 27 cards. I think I had 45 cards total. But it felt pretty good, and all my all my things were one type. A little bit of rain. Yeah. 
Man of Rain. So you guys have fun doing that? Yes. It is. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like a game where most of the time the better player can can figure out the situations and win, right? Which is, that's the case for the most part. Right, I mean, it, Yahtzee isn't really that way. You played Yahtzee? I mean, Yahtzee just kind of happens and did run off and left me here. So Yahtzee, you really don't know. Because it's just all randomness. But this, I think if you're better at it, you get enough choices that you make the right choices and you win. So nine times out of ten, the best player probably wins, don't you think? Yes, sir. So let's talk a little bit about, we played some Dungeons and Dragons last night. Until about three in the morning, didn't we, Chip? All right. We had a pretty good adventure. Did you tell him about Quap uh, the Great? Uh very interesting wizard. He's very full of himself. I believe he's very talented, but he doesn't know how to use his skills. Um, in the end, he, he sacrificed himself for the greater good, so I respect Walt the Great. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't doing much to help, but at the end, at the end, he kind of did it up. What did you think about the elemental that he conjured and started chasing uh, That was bad. And I had to start kicking them because my staff broke. Kicking an elemental. I was kicking a 20 foot yeah. elemental. Yeah, I rolled a one. I rolled like four or five ones that game. Yeah, you had a bad. I kept dropping my stuff. Huh? Garrett kept trying to sleep under the wagon yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> the guy would say, go out and find a tree to sleep under. Garrett said, I'm going under the wagon. The guy started jabbing him and said, why are you under the wagon? <laughs> How much he kept laughing. He went on his freaking I know. It was funny. We get into some situation. I said, what are you going to do? And I look at him and start giggling. <laughs> he could are, you just, about, are you talking about Roberto? Roberto started giggling. There's a lot of tension for him. <laughs> that is so he the giggles. He got put on the spot. Yeah. Uh, but he was doing the like the hard laugh where you're laughing so hard it doesn't make much Can't noise. Breathe, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. I was like, oh, take a second. <laughs> and then we were inspiration for this quest. Mine? Yes. Oh, I just thought it. You know, just a <clears throat> skeletons are good monsters for when you're weak. You know, like a low level characters. So I just figured we'd do something with skeletons, and then. You know, kind of, well, where do skeletons come from? You kind of got to figure that out. And so they come from some necromancer that's creating skeletons and sending them after you. And so, you know, you start by going to a town and fighting the skeletons. And then eventually somebody got to go to the source and fight the necromancer. I think we were lucky the necromancer wasn't very powerful. Yeah. This is Quap the Great came in. Quap the Great. I love the fact that Quap the Great, when you first met him, was standing on a stump and you thought yeah. he was like eight feet tall. And Garrett stabbed him in the knee. <laughs> and Garrett jabbed him in the knee. And Garrett did not get along with Quap the Great. Well, what was he What was he going for again? Like, whatever. He, he meant to, like, do something, but he ended up stabbing <laughs> him in the knee. He, he like, rolled the, a one. 
He asked him, he quaffed the great, asked if they were great warriors. <laughs> and so he said, yeah, let me show you. And he started going, woo! And, he, and then, so I said, roll a 20-sided dice. He rolled a one. I said, you stabbed the wizard. <laughs> and then, and then Quab, he kept being really fake. Like, he said he was the best and all this. So Garrett kept trying to punch him. And he kept rolling, like, ones and twos. And right. falling down. He couldn't punch him. If you could roll something higher than a three. <laughs> If she should be above five, he's five feet tall, but he still wouldn't be able to punch it. And we were rolling pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, there was issues. a lot of bad rolls there. That was brutal. Yeah, I think the necromancer should have been more powerful. Yeah. But I didn't want to kill everybody. And then and then we almost died anyway. Almost died anyway. And then... Well, no, I'm, I'm actually, still, the only one still standing was your dad. Yeah. They clock. Our character's name is Kabaisha. Kilbasa? Is that what you said? Kabaisha. Kabaisha. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a wrap on this podcast. I'll post a few notes and photos on my website, conflictsimulations.com. Before closing, I want to list a few lessons that I take away from this awesome bunch. First, I have new confidence on the future of conflict gaming. All we have to do is keep them motivated and provide them with a large number of interesting games to play. Second, It was a pleasure seeing a diverse group of young teenagers that can play against each other, talk smack, help those that need it, and hug it out when the battle is done. Third, it was cool meeting a lady who operates a store because she believes in a safe place, teaching, fun, and community. She also has a sense of service as she's benefited from that and others as well. And last but not least, it was a joy watching my brother Jeff work his selfless magic, spending a day of his birthday weekend hauling around a diverse group of middle schoolers. He facilitated gameplay and service to those in the group that needed the help, while passing on his sense of community and humor. He's a role model guy, and I'm proud to play second fiddle to him. And that's it for me. As always, I'm about three mana short of a hand, and I'll be back soon.